0: Well, hello, everyone. I'm Dawn, Compulsive Overeater, visiting from Madison, Wisconsin. Thank you for inviting me. And um, I uh, just wanted to thank Carolyn for her share today and just seeing her after sometime, I don't know when it was spring or summer that we connected after 28 years. It just seems like unbelievable that here we are again today on Thanksgiving. So it's kind of sweet how uh, life brings what it brings. Um, And, you know, I was was at my local OA meeting this morning. And I remember on holidays, what I generally felt when I was really in my disease was just scared. I was just scared of the day. I was scared of like, you know, how bad is it going to be? I was scared of the people, like how am I gonna have these uh, conversations with people that I haven't seen for a while? It was just a very socially awkward day. And today when I woke up, you know, I just had the sense of like, I'm not scared today. And that is really due to this program. It's like, today is Thursday. I'm gonna probably do the same thing, similar in many ways to what I did last Thursday probably eat very similar to how I ate last Thursday and um, you know it's just another day and what I'm really grateful for with recovery is how there's just so many things that the way in which my lo- the way in which I live my life um, are just so different and what I've acquired from coming to OA is to learn how to live different. And I didn't realize that was my problem. I mean, I really thought when I first came here that food was my problem. And that is a part of my disease, but I really didn't know how to live very well. And when I think about the holidays, you know, in my family, food was um, love, it was celebration, it was fun, it was connectedness. And so I've had to learn how to create. Those kinds of things, without using food, and you know, as far as the love aspect goes, when I came to my first o a meeting, I did experience a love that I really never ever felt before, and that is part of what drew me to keep coming back is because there was something here that I had never felt anywhere else in my entire life, and part of that was love is in love and acceptance and so. As foreign as it was to me, there was some part of me that I was just really drawn towards, you know, the feeling that I experienced when I was at the meetings. And so, um, when I first came to OA, I, I really thought that I was a compulsive overeater. It was probably four to five years of I kept coming back because that was what people said: just keep coming back, keep coming back. And I did that really well. And so, you know, that really developed perseverance in me that, you know, I didn't have that before OA. I would do something for about two weeks, and then it was like, oh, it's too hard. I'm giving up. And for some reason, with this program, I could go beyond two weeks. So that just felt like a huge miracle that it's like, wow, I'm still coming. Even though I'm eating, I'm still coming. And so to see how, you know, there's so many gifts that I just never imagined that I would get, um, coming here and just reflecting back on, you know, what it was like before I came to OA, I remember as a kid, I just, I just loved sweets and I would just live for, you know, family events that had to do with sweets. And I remember as a kid, I would, um, I was really picky eater and I didn't like a lot of things, but I really wanted dessert. And so, um, we couldn't have dessert unless we finished our our dinner. And so I remember I would get Kleenex and I would spit out the food in the Kleenex and I would tuck it underneath my plate to, um, so I could get the dessert. And you know, I just think the lengths that I went to back then to get my fix. Um and I, I thought nobody in my family was aware that I was doing that. And I remember one of my brothers later on, it's is kind of how it goes, is he said, you know, like, yeah, I remember cleaning up the kitchen and then we discover your little piles of Kleenex all over the place. And and just, you know, the the hiding that this disease really um, brought into my life, that I, it kind of had like a double life, even as a kid, where um, I wouldn't do things in front of people. And how this program has really brought me out of hiding, you know, that I can just be one person wherever I go now and not have to be this person for this, this person for that, and try and remember, okay, now how was I? know with this person before and just like keep track of all these things you know it was just a lot of work and so i'm just really grateful that i'm not living that way any longer and you know i remember when i was eating compulsively and um somebody asked me um when my baby was due and i wasn't pregnant and i thought you know i i really thought i was doing such a great job of hiding you know how i looked And, you know, it's just amazing to me to kind of walk around in the world today, just being myself and not feeling that kind of paranoia that, you know, everywhere I went, I was just really afraid of possibly seeing somebody I knew, you know, be it in the grocery store or just out there somewhere. I just thought, I just want to hide. I want to be invisible. And to just not feel that way anymore is just like such a freedom from this program that um, I just never imagined that me, that I could actually live that way and just go about living my life kind of as normal people do. And prior to coming to OA though, the last thing that I did to lose weight, I went to a a weight loss program that um, you weighed every day. And we got a vitamin and we ate roughly 500 calories a day. And I remember doing that because I was so desperate. And I remember that was probably back in 19, well, late seventies. And I was so desperate. I, I think I paid $500. I probably was maybe 15 pounds overweight, but I thought, you know what? I just hate how I look. But I think more than that, it was, I hate how I feel. And I just thought I will pay for anything just to feel better. And so I went to that and lost weight successfully for a few weeks. And then I remember binging on a Friday and I binged all weekend. And so I had, I went Monday to uh, weigh in again. And I remember I'll never forget certain things with my disease. I will just never, ever forget. And, and that when I went to that weight loss program, and i got on the scale and this woman is looking at me and she's you know moving the little um metal thing on on the bar and she's looking at the scale like oh there must be something wrong here and she just kept moving it and moving it and moving it and um i just burst into tears you know i thought oh my god like i'm standing before this woman i've binged all weekend and my weight was either 11 or 12 pounds higher than on Friday. And I thought, oh my God, like, I, there's just the public humiliation that I felt that day was something I'll never remember. And to feel like today, you know, I don't, I don't need to live like that. You know, I have a higher power now that, you know, is really what I want to be. Um, I don't want a scale to be my higher power. And for the longest time, my scale determined my worth, how I felt, and today, you know, my feelings of worth come from, you know, how I'm living my life, how I'm taking care of myself, how I am interacting with other people. And so all these things that I gave power to when I was eating compulsively, you know, they're just not a part of my life anymore. And, you know, my higher power and people in OA, you know, taught me like how to live differently. And so I'm really grateful for that. Um, and one of the other things that happened prior to coming to OAs, I remember it was summertime. I lived in this apartment and I was really overweight and I loved going to the pool. I loved sitting in the sun and I was standing on my patio window and I couldn't go because I just probably didn't even have a swimsuit, honestly, that fit me at that point. And, you know, I just could not participate in life the way that I wanted to. And I remember calling my mom. I don't remember what I said. I probably just cried. And she said, you know, why don't you come over? And so I went over and we just, I just looked at her and she just kind of looked at me and I couldn't say anything. And that was how I, how I lived life. I could not communicate to anybody how much I hurt And, you know, coming to this program, you know, I've learned that I can share my pain with other people. Like I can tell somebody that, you know, like I'm just really upset. I'm really terrified. I'm really whatever. I'm really sad. And I never expected when I came to O Readers Anonymous that I would be able to uncover what it is inside of me that needs to come out. You know, I just carried this burden with me all my life of just keeping everything inside and you know I don't have to do that anymore and I'm so grateful that I have so many people in my life in recovery that you know can hear me and just comfort me and just be there for me and then I get to do that with other people as well you know that's something I didn't have the ability to be able to listen to people the way that this program has taught me really how to listen and, you know, listening is such a wonderful experience in life to just be able to listen to somebody and not have to fix them, but just to listen. It's a huge gift. And I'm really grateful for that. Um, I came to OA in 1979 um, with a friend who's visiting here today as well. And um you know, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, the one thing I, I never left away from, from when I began. And I am so grateful for that because I just feel like just like the disease is progressive, so is recovery. And my life has gotten progressively better year after year, just in ways that I never would have imagined. I think the ability to really appreciate, um, you know, this life and everything that I have in it, I really feel like is from Overeaters Anonymous. I say a lot at meetings that, you know, if, if I eat compulsively, my life as I know it really is over. And I really feel that, that what I have is all part of abstaining, developing a relationship with a higher power, um, the love and support that I have in my life, When I eat, I just go away, you know? I just don't want anybody to be around me. I don't feel worthy. And so I just feel like I have so much to lose if I take that first compulsive bite. And so I'm really grateful today for Sanity to know that, you know, picking up whatever food is never gonna solve anything. I will just have multiple problems if I take that first compulsive bite. And, you know, it took me a long time to really get that. I fought and I fought and I fought. I just did not want to be a compulsive overeater. I just couldn't accept the fact that there are certain foods that I just can't eat in moderation. And I played around with those foods for years thinking, well, maybe, you know, if I'm just like on a holiday, well, maybe if I just have it on Thanksgiving, that will be okay. And I just didn't grasp that you know, once that stuff enters my body, it's, it's over. It's just, the disease is going to start up and I, I can't stop. I don't have a switch to flip it off. And so, um, you know, I, today I look back on that, you know, four or five years of just really kind of trudging and feeling like, oh, am I ever going to get it? And feeling like what's wrong with me? But, you know, the denial of me, my disease just was really powerful. And, um, you know, today I just look at that as, you know, it just took what it took, but I kept coming back because there was a part of me that I knew I had nowhere else to go at that point. I tried everything. And when I came to o Readers Anonymous, I really did feel like I I came home. And, you know, the other thing that I feel like what happened to my first meeting is there's so many um, words that I really, that weren't really a part of my life, one of which was hope. I really didn't know hope until I came to OA, you know, to feel like that whatever I was experiencing in this moment was going to change. I always felt like whatever it was, it was feeling or was hard in my life. It was forever. It was always going to be that way. And to know that, you know, nothing is a life sentence. You know, I'm not going to, I wasn't going to struggle forever with compulsive eating. If I kept coming back, if I worked the steps, if I use the tool. And um, so to have hope in my life is such a huge gift. And, you know, for me, the the value of coming back, no matter what, is like, I just really need a lot of hope in my life. I've discovered that about myself, that I, my I have this well, and it just needs to be replenished with hope on a regular basis. And, you know, I always feel better, like after I come to a meeting. And so for me, just being aware of these things that really fill a void in my life that I was always looking for food to fill are just really important. And another thing was um, hugs. When I came to OA, I honestly don't remember being hugged. I'm sure I was when I was really little, but up until I'm sure beyond age five, I, I honestly can't remember being hugged. And so when I came to OA and people hugged me, it felt it felt good, but it felt kind of unnatural too. And I was kind of uncomfortable with it. But then, you know, the more I let it in, the better I felt. And I thought, gosh, this dimension of touch that I just really didn't experience in my life before, how powerful it was in my life. And I remember when I would see people in OA and we would kind of greet each other, I would, we would hug each other and it just become, became part of my life. And I remember when I would go to like family, my family's house, um, all of a sudden I started hugging my family and I'm sure they kind of felt like, wait, what's going on here? And Um, It was really beautiful how, you know, my family benefited from this program in terms of hugs, too, you know, not just my immediate family, but, you know, my extended family, too. And I just think, wow, if I wouldn't have come to OA, that may never have happened. And so I just feel like there's so many things that are different in terms of how I live my life that it it was all because of OA and what it's introduced me to in terms of (laughs) Really caring for myself and realizing, you know, like there's certain needs that I didn't get met um, when I was eating compulsively because I didn't really even know they existed. And so as I worked the steps, you know, I kept discovering like, oh, I need this. I need people. I need love. I need nurturing. I need to feel my feelings. And so I just think it's so amazing that for me, when I came here, I really thought it was just about weight. If I just lose weight, I will be happy. But you know, what I fail to remember is I've lost weight, God knows how many times, never could stay at the same weight, you know, for maybe more than a week or two. Um, But to know that, you know, I wasn't really a whole human being because the food was just taking over my life. And I needed to figure out how to be a whole human being and people in the program taught me that and, you know, are still teaching me that because there's days I don't feel like a whole human being and to know that that's okay. There's going to be days when I don't feel like a whole human being, but now I have a formula, you know, the 12 steps, the tools, a fellowship to guide me back to getting whole again, because I'm never going to have it down perfectly ever, and I'm okay with that today. You know that that's part of the the journey. I'm never going to get there, and so much of my life, it was thinking when I get there, everything's going to be great. I'll never have another problem. And what you know, thinking about you know my uh, experience with OA is that I've had to change a lot in order to stay abstinent. And the good news is, it's not like I had to change all at once, you know, as as I kept uncovering every little thing that it's like, oh, maybe here I might have to speak up for myself. You know, I can't expect people to figure out what I'm thinking and read my mind and then, you know, get what I want. You know, like I have to learn to use my voice and it seems like all such really simple things like. Most people probably learn that early on in life, but for whatever reason, I didn't. And so I'm just really grateful that, you know, for the rest of my life, I'm going to keep learning all these different things that, um, I never really expected that were really I say, wrong with me, but, you know, I just didn't know that I wasn't maybe living the best possible life. Cause I didn't really know any other way to live. Um, And I think, too, I was thinking about love and um, how doing like a fifth step, doing a ninth step, all these things that kind of really pushed me to grow um, and really trust other people that I'm going to be okay. that no matter what I say or what I've done, people aren't going to like leave me and how important that was in my life that I eventually found the courage to do those things and as a result of that five more minutes thank you um I you know could let love into my life and I had married somebody um in OA um back in 1988 and um you know I really look back on that and I think you know what I don't think I could have married anybody at least had a what I consider a healthy marriage had I not done the steps, you know, I'm maybe I could have, but I, I really don't think that I was able to do that. Cause I just, when I ate, I just kept pushing people away. Like I wouldn't let anybody get close to me. And so, um, you know, I'm just really grateful that, you know I was able to do that. And, and my husband died um, seven years after we were married, he got cancer and you know, the only way I got through that was because I had this fellowship, you know, these people that, you know, were part of my life from when I was 23 years old. And that just because I got married, it wasn't like, oh, my husband's my life. He was a part of my life. But I had all these people in program who were also my friends. And I had a higher power. And that got me through. And I remember. um when I was 28, been in the program about five years, and I hadn't been abstinent maybe maybe not even a full year, and um, my my cousin was killed or my sorry, sorry my brother um, my cousin had died before that, um, and I that was like my first really big hurdle within um, OA. And my mom had always, she had made comments prior to that time about, you. I think you're going to too many of those meetings. And I knew what my mom was really saying was she missed me. <laughs> and that felt really nice. Um, but when my brother died, she said, keep going to your meetings. And that was like one of the, the nicest things my mom ever said to me. I mean, it meant so much because I felt like she really loved and accepted me and she knew like she couldn't help me and that all of you guys are what helps me and that she just lost one child she didn't want to lose another one and so you know i just feel so grateful that you know as i kept com- have I, as i have kept coming back you know all these little gifts that have come into my life as a result of not eating compulsively um are just huge, you know, in the scheme of my life. And, you know, like there's just little markers along the way that just keep showing me how, you know, recovery just keeps expanding, you know and the hurdles that I encounter today, you know I will be given what I need to get through those hurdles or go over those hurdles, you know that I don't ever have to do anything alone. And the one constant that's in my life is OA. You know, I feel like everything can be taken from me, you know, my husband, my immediate family, they're gone, but I have a way that is my foundation. Nobody can ever take that away from me. I might choose to give it up, but I'm not choosing to give it up, you know, like that is mine forever. (laughs) And so that feels really good to feel like, you know, I have this thing that um, keeps me balanced, keeps me whole and, um, you know, it saved my life you know, and it will continue to save my life one day at a time. If I keep doing what I know works, you know, that I will never have it. I just will have a daily reprieve. And I didn't always like knowing that. But today I'm really good with that because I'm just not afraid now of tomorrow. Because I know if I do what I need to do today, when tomorrow gets here, I'll be given the same things that I need today. And so I am really grateful that, you know, I learned to live differently and I have all of you as teachers to, to guide me and love me and support me. And then I get to do that with other people too. You know, it just feels like I have a purpose and meaning in my life that I didn't have before, you know, cause I always look to other people and think, oh, I want to be them. I want to be them. Never wanted to be myself, you know, and today to feel like, no, I want to be me. I just really love being me, you know, and I feel like it's because I have a higher power and I have love in my life and I didn't have that before like I do today. So thank you for having me participate today. I'll pass.